Team Time on Radio 3. You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Hi, I'm Sky from Kelly's Support Group, and today we have our first person who's been nominated onto the show. So I'm happy to welcome Mehek to the show. Hi, Mehek. Hi, it's nice to be here. Yeah, it's really nice to see you. So who nominated you? So Renee nominated me. She told me about this podcast and we got talking, and I just thought it was a really cool opportunity to connect with people in this virtual world right now. That's cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's your connection to Hong Kong? So I was born in Singapore, and then I moved to Venezuela, and then Chile, then back to Singapore, and finally Hong Kong three years ago. So I would say that I'm definitely third culture kid in that um, I've moved around to a lot of places. And I consider myself Singaporean, but I also have, uh, both my parents were born and raised in India, so that's a big part of my heritage. And I speak Mandarin because I've been learning it for uh, 10, 11 years now. But my family speaks fluent Spanish because we were in South America for so long. So a lot of different cultures, um, and I think that that's facilitated a lot of different like hobbies and things that I'm interested in. So that's kind of what I hope to major in and like hope to spend most of my life focusing on. Yeah. And you currently are still in secondary school, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm in high school. I'm a senior this year. Cool. And so now you're looking at going off to university next year and all of that, right? Yeah, so I'm committed to university. So I, if hopefully this all calms down, I should start in August and then that for four years. And then I don't know what the plan is after that. Yeah, I don't know if anybody has any plans right now, but good that you have some sort of plan in place. So, so you just mentioned like so many different countries that I can barely keep count. So <laughs> what would you consider home? I think, like, as cheesy as it is, I would say that, like, home is kind of what you make of it. So right now, I would find Hong Kong to be more of a home for me than Singapore. If there was a place where I could spend the next year, I would say it would be Hong Kong. And I suspect that the university I go to next year will become home within a year or two, there or two, just because I think the experiences that you have in that place start to cultivate that feeling of belonging. But if there is a place that I feel like I can always return to, it would probably just be Singapore because of my nationality there and just because I've lived there for so long. And I also really like Singapore in a number of ways. I think it's a very inclusive community. So I feel like I always have a place there, even though I would say I have like numerous different homes around the world yeah yeah you know I'm, I'm looking at you as you're talking and I hear someone with an American accent I'm seeing somebody who looks South Asian and but yet we're here in Hong Kong and you're saying that you speak Mandarin and Spanish as well so how do you manage to kind of exist in between all these different languages and cultures uh, my Spanish is terrible <laughs> I speak like one word but like I would consider my childhood in Venezuela and Chile and South America so it's, it's definitely something that I think that like is anyone in my situation, any third culture kid in all these international schools would struggle with because you can't say, and there, there's no way I could say an Amer- I'm American, I've never even lived there um, but you would think that I am just for my accent and arguably my political values and stuff. But then of course the way I look would be Indian and the way I think is again possibly Singaporean or possibly Asian values. So I think it's just a matter of like in different situations it calls for different things but it's also in my mind more of a blessing than a curse because it just means that I can really look at things from a number of different perspectives i'm not really limited to like one viewpoint and i can look at things from the perspective of like someone from asia and someone from the west would be very different a lot of things so it's nice to have that sort of duality and that i can look at things the way i choose to in a different situation and then also just connecting with people in in a number of different ways it's it's fun to like find connections that i have with people like i was talking to some of the people
people going to my university next year and like I'm like one degree of separation away from all of them because I've just like lived in so many countries and gone to so many schools that we're bound to have some mutual friends which is definitely like a very cool thing and I think that not everyone gets to experience so that's actually quite crazy to think about people that you haven't even met yet at the university that you're gonna go to you already know that there's only one degree of separation that's quite mad if you think about it I mean you mentioned that your parents are originally from India right so how does your westernized sort of value system affect your relationship with them when they're obviously more Asian in that sense so I think my parents are actually very very like forward and progressive thinking um, and that they, they moved from India when they were quite young, like their early 20s, and they lived in Japan and then all these other places too. So they've also kind of become more westernized in their thinking and stuff. I think the clash is actually probably more between my parents and their parents, like our grandparents, because they are still very indoctrinated into the whole like traditional Indian culture, um, especially with like the rise of Indian nationalism um, with Modi and stuff in, in place. So I think that that's probably more of a clash. Within my own parents and me, like there are definitely some cultural differences. I mean, like beyond superficial things like an accent or like I, I don't speak Hindi as well as them. I can understand fluently, but of course I can't speak it as well. Um, beyond that, I think that there are some values where we probably disagree. But for the most part, I think my parents are actually very, very open-minded and willing to learn from me as much as I'm willing to learn from them, which is a nice dynamic to have. And I also have an older sister, so between like 2v2 at worst case scenario, so it's okay. It's good when you have a sibling that you can sort of, you know, go against your mom and dad with, isn't it? <laughs> I wish I had a sibling. I'm actually an only child, so I always imagined somebody else was in my corner, you know, but it never really happened. But that's okay. I moved on. What's your relationship with your sister like? Me and my sister are like two peas in a pod. Like we're very, very close, and I think that that's because through all of the chaos of moving and being in so many different cultures, she's one person who's kind of been stable, along uh, except for like you know maternal figures in my life. She's just like one person who's just always been there for me, and I consider her like a big role model in my life in terms of not just like academic achievement, but also like the kind of person I want to be. Very empathetic, very kind, just very understanding and stuff. So she's always like inspiring me and teaching me a lot, and then it's just like a lot of fun to be around her. We of course have like similar values, but we also are very different people on surface level in terms of like our interests and stuff so I think that that makes for like good discussions and just like good fun and stuff yeah yeah a lot of young people that we talk to sometimes will also say that having an older sibling can be a bit of a pressure as well because it's almost like yes they're your role model but at the same time you almost have to live in their shadow or have to live up to have you ever experienced that with your sister um, I think a little bit in Singapore when like all of my teachers would see me as like my sister's like younger sister and they like expect me to be the same kind of person and to some extent I did fall into that mold but I think like if anything goes were like good things because uh, she was a debate captain so I joined just for the sake of like being in her club and it actually turned out to be something that like I stick with today and I really really enjoy so I think it in some ways it kind of opened the door from like my parents and from her I never really felt any pressure to like live up to her standards I think any pressure because she is like far smarter than me so I think any pressure was probably a little bit more internalized but it's still not to the extent where like I'm constantly comparing us especially because we're just such different people that there really isn't a comparative I think I think some people really struggle to not do that comparison like what would you say is something that can really ground yourself so that you don't get to that place where you're comparing yourself I feel like having like a strong relationship is important to avoiding that kind of comparative. Like if I wasn't so close to her, if I didn't admire her and, and think of her as like an inspiration in a lot of ways, I probably would feel that way because she is definitely smarter, definitely more accomplished than I am. But because we're so close and because I really like look up to her, I don't think I really feel that envy or jealousy. Whereas I can understand why others would. Not not to say that like I don't feel it at all. I think everyone's human and you always want to achieve more and um, 
But at the same time, if you want the best for someone that you care about, then you don't usually feel that kind of negativity. I really like how you say like the foundation is actually building a good relationship, right? Speaking of relationships, you know, um, what do you think is one of the key foundation when you build relationships with people of the opposite sex? Um, <laughs> specifically, like boyfriends in your case, or for guys, girlfriends. What do you think is foundational for that? A couple things. I mean, I think like just like some level of connection in terms of having like very basic values. I think need to be the same. We talked a little bit about this in Psych and that like similar people tend to attract and I don't necessarily think that that's true all the time. I think that people with different hobbies and like different interests get along well because they teach each other like new things. The same way like me and my sister in terms of like just hobbies and interests kind of more like surface level stuff are different and even like with my friends I think it's interesting to have those sort of relationships because uh, otherwise I don't think you really grow as much as a person. But with that said, like very basic principles, what you value in life, I feel like those have to be pretty similar in order to build like trust and honesty and just like some sort of mutual ground. Yeah. Cool. I'm just thinking in my head because it's been a while since I've been in, in secondary school and high school. So what does teen relationships look like nowadays? <laughs> I feel like it uh, It really it really depends on who is in the relationship. Like I, there are definitely couples in my school who are very serious and like they're very cute and I think that they make each other better people, they make each other happier and so in that case it's very healthy. But of course like you have the occasional kind of unhealthy relationship but even those I think that they're there for a purpose and they, they help you to get to a healthier relationship and stuff. But uh, it, it really fluctuates from person to person. Some, some are very very casual and some have been like dating for like since like 6th, 7th grade so. I always, I, I keep thinking, you know, when I was probably your age, my parents gave me a rule. My parents were quite strict. So they had uh, a strict rule that I wasn't allowed to date until I was 30. I know, it's a bit ridiculous. But having said that, I think a lot of adults are, are quite anxious about young people dating when they're, you know, still in school. What's your thoughts about that? I think it's fine. I mean, I think that it's just a matter of balance. It's the same way as if, like, you had a really good friend and you spend a lot of time with them. Like, I, I don't think it's any different from that. I, I guess there is some amount of like emotional mental distraction if you're like spending a lot of time agonizing over like when they'll text or something but uh, again I think it really depends on like the maturity of the person in a relationship itself if it's like a relationship that's full of anxiety then it's probably not a healthy relationship to begin with but if it's just something that makes you happy and makes you a better person then I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with that I think it's as much a part of like a balanced lifestyle as having strong friendships or like having some fun outside of school and stuff like that yeah my parents were always pretty okay with it for the most part yeah thanks for listening this hong kong life is an initiative of kelly support group we are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in hong kong see you next time teen time